uh, I recognize that Thanksgiving has passed, <laughs> so maybe now you, your mindset is like all Christmas, like Christmas trees, like I understand, right? But one more time, uh, I want us to consider what God wants from his people uh, as far as being thankful, being thankful people. You know, when I think about Thanksgiving, when I was a kid, uh, I, I just realized that it very quickly just became this thing that I did. It, it didn't necessarily become like a, like a holiday. I didn't really see it like that. It just was like, it was like an event to me. It was like, oh, this is Thanksgiving. I go to my grandmother's house and we eat a bunch of food. That's just what we do. And it very quickly just became the thing that we did. And every year, I knew that's exactly what was going to happen. We were going to go. We were going to eat food. We were going to spend time together. And that was just going to be it. And what was happening was every single year, I would just go through the motions of Thanksgiving. And truthfully, the same thing was happening with Christmas, with Easter, with, with, these, with these, these holidays that we have that we make a big deal out of. Sometimes, maybe more than often, it just becomes this thing where we just go through the motions. And you know what I mean when I say go through the motions? You just go with the flow. It's not a big deal. You don't think a whole lot about it. You just show up. You, you eat the food. You talk to people. And, but there's not a whole lot of thought being put into what is the point? Like, why are we doing this? What should I be reminded of during this time? We just go, okay, I'm excited to eat some good food and excited to see people or Depending on who you are, you're not excited to see people. I don't know how your families are, but it could be that way. But the point is, it's, it's easy just to start going through the motions with these things. And that's dangerous. Especially when we talk about things like Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter. It's dangerous to just go through the motions with them and not take a minute, or really longer than a minute, to, to think about what is the point, what's the purpose, what are, what are we doing here, why do we do this? And so what I want to do tonight, just briefly, is not say anything to you guys that's going to be revolutionary or life-changing, but I just want to remind us all of a few things. Remind us all of certain things that we can very easily, as Christians, begin to go through the motions with certain things. And we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't let that happen. We need to be intentional with certain things in the Christian faith. And the one thing that I want to talk to you guys about tonight is prayer, specifically praying with thanksgiving. So I want you to open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 4. We're going to read one verse. Well, there's going to be a lot of verses, but mainly it's all from one verse, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. It's this very simple verse put here at the end of Paul's epistle. It's very short, very simple, and here's what it says, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. So we see that he's talking about prayer, and he's giving instructions about prayer, about how are we supposed to be thinking about prayer? What are we supposed to be doing when we pray? He's giving us instructions that we can forget very quickly that this is how our mindset and our attitude should be when it comes to prayer. Continue steadfastly in prayer, 
being watchful in it with thanksgiving. There's three parts here, three points, and here's the first point. Number one, devote yourself to prayer. Continue steadfastly in prayer. You have to devote yourself to prayer. Commit yourself to a life of prayer. This word steadfastly, it's like resolutely, firm and unwavering. You are going to firmly plant your feet in the ground and just say, I'm going to be a prayerful person. I'm going to make prayer a priority. I'm going to devote myself to pray steadfastly. I'm going to find the time to pray. I'm going to make the time to pray. I'm going to be consistent with my prayer. It should be regular. It should be a consistent part of your day. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Pray without ceasing. It's such a popular verse. We probably all could have quoted that together. Pray without ceasing. Praying without ceasing. It's all the time. Constantly. Throughout your days. You pray without ceasing. And then Philippians 4, chapter 6 says, In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In everything, by prayer. In everything, by supplication with what? With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And we could go on and on and on, and we could read so many different, several different passages of Scripture that talk about the importance of prayer. There's way more than just this. The Bible is very clear, God's Word is very clear that prayer needs to be an important part of the life of a Christian. And right before Jesus prayed, what what he taught, what we call the Lord's Prayer, here's what he said. He says, when you pray, you pray like this. So he's telling the disciples, when you pray, not if, not whenever you think about it, but when you pray. There's this understanding that he's, that the implication here is that you are a praying person. That you're devoted to prayer. That you've committed yourself to spending time in prayer. So he says, when you pray, when this is happening, because it needs to be happening in the life of a Christian, when you pray, pray like this. And he goes on and he says many different things in Matthew chapter 6. First of all, he says, when you pray, go into your room And shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. Don't be like the hypocrite. (laughs) Don't be like the hypocrite who goes before everybody, prays loud in front of these prayers, in front of all these people. Go to your room and shut the door and spend time with God in secret. And you can see what's reflected in this. When you go to your room and you shut the door, you have to be intentional about this. There's planning and there's intentionality behind this. This is saying, okay, this is the time in my day where I'm going to go to my room, I'm going to shut my door, I'm going to close out any distraction that may come, and I'm just going to devote myself to prayer right now at this moment. That's what Jesus is getting at, is being devoted to prayer. And then he says, when you pray... Do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So again, we see there's intentionality behind our prayer. How often do you think you pray and you're in prayer and what you're doing, if you're being really honest tonight, is you're just heaping up these empty phrases. You're checking off a list. You're saying, I need to pray today, so here's my prayer. God, thanks for the day. Thanks for the blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Good. That's empty phrases. That's not intentional. That's not the kind of devotion to prayer that God would have his people to be committed to. 
And then Jesus, he goes on to pray the Lord's Prayer, and we've turned the Lord's Prayer into just this, like, we just recite it. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, but I'm saying that's not why Jesus gave it to us, not just to have a prayer to recite all the time, like before games and stuff. That's what my high school football team did, and I look back on that, and I'm kind of like, that's a little... It's a little cringy that we just did that every Friday night. We would just repeat this Lord's Prayer and like, amen, now God's on our side. To get, it, 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 that's not what the Lord's Prayer is for. The Lord's Prayer is to teach us how to pray. He taught us how to structure our prayers, the things that we should be saying in our prayers. And so he teaches us to, I'm going to be really simple with you guys. I, I, I taught this to the narrow a few months ago. And maybe you've heard this before, okay, but it's, it's A-C-T-S. Acts, okay? Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. These are four pieces, these four parts of prayer that we should be, we should be doing this. Adoring God, confessing our sin to God, adoring meaning worshiping God, praising Him for who He is and for what He's done, confessing your sin to God, continuing to do that, and then thanksgiving, expressing how thankful you are to God in prayer, and then supplication, making your requests known to him, asking him for things, praying for yourself and praying for other people. These are four parts that are expressed in the Lord's Prayer. And so you see when Jesus is saying, devote yourself to prayer, pray with intentionality, he goes on and he gives us the structure. So when we pray, we, we should kind of have an idea of what we're going to say. Because we're devoted to it. We're committed to it. We're not just stopping and heaping up these empty phrases to God. We know what we're going to do is we're going to adore God with our prayers. We're going to confess our sin. We're going to offer our thanksgiving to him, and we're going to pray for other people and pray for ourselves. A devotion to prayer, this is what happens whenever you're devoted to prayer. You do the things that Jesus said to do. And so one more person who modeled devotion to prayer in the Bible is, is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, if, if you flip through and you read the first few verses of pretty much every epistle that he wrote, the first thing he says is, pray for you. I'm praying this. I'm praying that. I'm praying, 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 praying. And you see in Philippians 4, where he talks about, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be brought low. I'm content in these things. You can see that he modeled a life of prayer, of dependence upon the Holy Spirit in these tough situations. Devoted to prayer. And then you hear these stories of like the Puritans and people, and there's a story about Martin Luther, right? and he, he said something like, oh, if I don't start off my day with three hours of prayer, then my day's all messed up. Okay, like, I'm not saying that every single person has to do exactly that, but the point is that these people show a devotion to prayer. And we should be devoted to prayer, just like Jesus says to do. We need to be devoted. We need to make sure that we're committed to being prayerful people. So when we talk about going through the motions, we have to say, okay, what does my prayer life look like? And so tonight, I'm encouraging everyone, and I'm even doing this myself, we all need to think about, okay, what does my prayer life look like? Is it intentional? Am I devoting myself to prayer? How often am I praying? Am I making time to pray? Or am I treating it like it's a, a checklist? Am I only praying when I desperately need something? Am I only praying for myself? Am I praying for others? Like, what does your prayer life look like? 
Because if you put your trust in Christ, then you need to have devotion to prayer, being devoted to praying to God. And then after devoting yourself to prayer, after you are being committed to steadfast prayer, Colossians 4.2 says that you need to be watchful in it. And this is so important and this is so practical because reality is prayer is hard work. Prayer, it's not easy all the time, is it? So you have to be watchful in prayer. So here's point number two. Stay vigilant during prayer. To stay vigilant during prayer. So making the commitment, being devoted to prayer, it's only a piece of the battle. It's only part of what God's word says that we have to do in regards to prayer. We're committed to it, we're devoting ourselves to it, and then we're staying watchful, we're staying vigilant during prayer. So once you get to prayer, once you've made the time, and you're alone in your room, and the door is shut, and you're ready to pray, then you have to actually pray. You have to go and and pray, and spend time with God. And look, this is really practical instruction. I hope that you can see how practical this is. Because let's be honest, how easy is it to get distracted in prayer? You guys get distracted in prayer? Yeah, it's really easy to just all of a sudden get completely distracted whenever you're praying. And that happens to us because we're not being watchful. We're not being vigilant. Like one second you're praying, and the next second you're daydreaming about a cheeseburger. Like, you know what I mean? Like just crazy things all of a sudden pop into your mind while you're trying to pray. Got to be vigilant. Right? You're praying, and then maybe your phone goes off, and then it's game over. Someone calls you oh, I have to answer it. What if it's an emergency? I've got to answer it. Are you praying, and then all of the things that you forgot to do all of a sudden just start rushing into your mind, and then you're kind of like anxious because you're like, oh, I've got to get these things done. I've got to do it right now. We're not being watchful. We're not being vigilant. Or, if you're like me, <laughs> I'm just being really honest with you guys, you're praying, and you just fall asleep. Yeah? Christians need to be watchful in prayer, being vigilant in our prayer. And vigilant, that means keeping careful watch for possible dangers. When you're being vigilant, you are being careful and you're watching for possible dangers. And so when we're being vigilant in our prayer, during our prayer, that means we're being careful to stay focused, to have focused time of prayer, of being aware of the things that threaten to distract whether it's your phone or, or, or daydreaming or whatever it might be, it's being aware of them and being watchful. And the second that something comes to distract, we say, okay, I'm not going to let it happen. I'm prepared to face these things. I'm prepared for this to happen. I'm not going to let the distractions distract me from my prayer. I'm going to be vigilant. And so Jesus, he actually talks to his disciples about this too in a story that we all know in Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 36. It's, it's honestly a really funny story. Kind of, not really, but you'll see what I mean. Matthew 26, verse 36. <clears throat> this is Jesus praying in the garden of Gethsemane. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. 
And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples, and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. I don't know about you guys, but that's, that's pretty relatable for me. You think about the disciples. And Jesus says, watch and pray. Spend his time in prayer. And, and they don't listen. They're not being watchful. They're not being vigilant. They fall asleep. And Jesus is like, for one hour, guys. Just for one hour, just pray and watch. And they fall asleep again. Because they're not being watchful. They're not being vigilant. They're just letting their, letting their tiredness take over. They're just falling asleep. And so when it comes to being watchful, I think that some practical steps need to be taken to remain watchful and vigilant in prayer. And so let me just say this. What I'm referring to right now when I was saying staying vigilant during prayer, I'm talking about the planned, uninterrupted time of intercessory prayer that we should all be having every day. Yeah, we should all be praying little prayers throughout the day. Yes, we should be praying with each other. All of that we should be doing. But there needs to be a time in our days where we are putting ourselves alone with God and spending time in prayer with Him. And so this is what I'm talking about for these, these practical things, okay? So first of all, you've got to choose the place you pray wisely. So that means stop laying in your bed and praying. Stop sitting on the couch and praying if that's a distraction, if you're falling asleep, if, you can't, if that's an issue, whatever it may be, you've got to choose the place wisely. There's a reason why Jesus says, go to your room and shut the door. There's a reason why it says Jesus fell on his face before the Father and prayed. Because our posture in prayer is important. So being watchful and being vigilant in this, it has a lot to do with our body language. That's just super practical. And then, you just got to get rid of your distractions. And so turn off the phone, close the computer, put away the iPad, get alone with your Bible between you and God, and spend time in prayer. And listen, I understand that there are a lot of really helpful apps. Like I get like Echo and Prayer Mate, like they're awesome. Like I, I understand that, okay? But all I'm saying is if these things tend to be a distraction because you're staring at your screen and you're watching your notifications go off, then it's probably best to just put the device away and go back to an old-fashioned list, like, write it down. But we've got to put away our distractions, and we've got to be vigilant and watchful in prayer. And then the thing that I think is really overlooked when we talk about prayer is before you, like, when you start to pray, we should just ask God, just say, God, will you help me to be watchful while I pray right now? Will you help me to be vigilant Will you help me to be distraction-free? Will you help me to do that, God? 
And God will answer that prayer. So yeah, these practical things are great, but just asking God and saying, would you please help me to stay alert? Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So keeping alert, praying, saying, God, help me to stay alert. Help me to be watchful in this. Help me to not be distracted. So we've got devote yourself to prayer and being vigilant in prayer. And then the last part of Colossians 4.2 says with thanksgiving. So praying with thanksgiving. So here's point three. Express your thankfulness to God in prayer. Express your thankfulness to God in prayer. When you pray, pray with thanksgiving. I mean, again, there's so many verses that we can read to explain that we need to be thankful in our prayers. 1 Thessalonians 5, the surrounding verses of 16, 17, 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Part of God's will for you is that you're thankful, that you're expressing your thankfulness to God. That when you pray, you are going down the list and you are expressing how thankful you are for everything that God has done for you. Colossians 3, 15 through 17. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts towards God. Verse 17. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So Christians need to be thankful people. Just generally speaking, our attitude should be thankful, but we should be expressing our thankfulness to God in prayer. Now, I talked a minute ago about Paul and his epistles, and here, here's what he says. We're just going to go down the list, okay? Here's what he says in Romans, in the opening of Romans. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. Thanking God. Expressing his thankfulness to God. 1 Corinthians, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. So we see it again. 2 Corinthians, you must also help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted to us through the prayers of many. Ephesians, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Philippians, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Colossians. We thank God. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Two more. First Thessalonians. We give thanks to God always for you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. Second Thessalonians. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly. 
So we see here that Paul, in all of these epistles, is saying, what I always do is I thank God for you. When he prays, he is thanking God for these people. And I think it's just safe to assume and recognize that that's not the only thing that he's thanking God for in these prayers. It's just a piece of it. He's thanking God for all of these believers, for all of these Christians. He's thanking God for what he's done in their lives. He's thanking God for these churches. He is thankful to God always in his prayers, expressing this to God, telling God, I'm thankful for this. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this, for these people, for how you've blessed me, for all of these things. And so we see that in our prayers, we need to be thankful that needs to be a piece of our prayers. And we are praying. We've got to express our thankfulness to God. Yes, pray for other people. Pray for yourself. Let your request be made known to God. But don't forget that there are so many passages in Scripture where God says, be thankful. Thank God for everything He's done for you. Thank God for, for everything. So as you devote yourself to prayer, make time to be thankful. So tonight, like I said, I just want that to be a reminder. I want that to be an encouragement to you. I want that to just to spur you on, to push you on, to evaluate your prayer life. How, how's my prayer life? Think about it. And then just for us all to realize, okay, when we pray, we need to be thankful. Let's stop just going through the motions with these things. Stop going through the motions in prayer. We've got to stop it. We have to be intentional with our prayers. Devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful in your prayer and express your thankfulness to God in prayer. I'm going to pray. We're going to do one more song and I'm going to give some instruction on what we're going to do next before we have dessert. But let's pray. Lord, please help us to be thankful people. God, let us not go through the motions. Let us not take anything that you've done for us or anything you've given us for granted. Let us always be people of prayer. God, please help us to make time for prayer. Devote ourselves to prayer. God, please keep us from going through the motions anymore. Please help us to have thankful attitudes and thankful hearts and to constantly be thanking you in prayer. God, help us to be watchful and vigilant in our prayer. Let us be people who pray, who depend upon you for everything. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.